Hello, internetsters. Uh, squeak. Man, it's been so long since we've done a podcast. Everything's squeaking. Yeah, I'm blowing the dust off this microphone. I'll put my feet up with a bang. I feel the need to uh, apologize. Uh, normally, we like to uh, get these podcasts out on Wednesdays. But obviously, this one is a day late, and uh, it's entirely my fault. I had an urgent appointment that I could not pass. Oh. It was absolutely essential. I could not give up the date. Uh, it was. You were the executor of somebody's will. No. Uh, you had an appointment to give blood. No. Life-saving blood. No. Platelets. No, pl- no, my platelets are still in my body. That really rare kind of blood that nobody has? No. Okay. Nothing to do with blood or marrow or anything coming out of my body. Okay. Um, I was getting a fridge delivered. Oh. And the window they gave me was the window where we record this thing, and I couldn't move it. So Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise you'd probably get salmonella because yeah. all your food would spoil. My, and you're not going to go back to like pioneer days where you just buried all your food in the yard. No, I don't think that works anymore. No. Uh, I don't have a s- cellar to go and store it in, a cool cellar. A cold storage room? Yeah. yeah. I don't have one of those. Uh, my fridge, it didn't die, but the freezer part of it no longer got really cold. And so all our stuff was kind of melting into frosting. And so I needed a new fridge, bought it. It was being delivered yesterday. And... Uh, that, so, that that was more important than this. So the part that you're missing, though, is that the other night when your freezer, when you first noticed it had gone on the blink, you had to eat 12 liters of ice cream. Mm-hmm. Or it was just going to turn into liquid. It was crazy. I yeah. mean, I had braced myself to eat 10. Mm-hmm. But nobody but saw 12. No, I didn't see 12 coming. Wow. Uh, speaking of the cold storage, have we started recording? Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh! Whoops. A long chair is a good time chair, but you're aware of that. It falls down to half the size so you can lay it flat. I can watch the world go by and live without a care. I've never had a bad time in my old long chair. Can I just revisit the cold storage room? I want to talk only about that. My mother-in-law, my the the mother of my beautiful beautiful wife, who I'm celebrating a milestone anniversary with this summer. Um, her mother-in-law has a, or her mom has a cold storage room and she always keeps her beer in there when, and I've been on the highway all day. And when I get there, it's like, I just want to have a cold beer, but it's like, Hey, would you care for a room temperature beer? Oh, the cold Be- storage isn't exactly that, all that cold. No, it isn't. No, not in Saskatchewan where it's 400 degrees Celsius in the summer. <laughs> It doesn't stay that cool. So I always get my wife to phone ahead when we're about 90 minutes out. And I'm like, uh, could you put a couple of those beer in the fridge for Garn, please? And then she kind of gets offended, I think, because what? Oh, my beer's not cold enough for the princess? It's not cold enough? So now I've started stopping at a liquor store when I first pull into town and I buy cold beer and I bring it to her house. And I put it in the fridge. And we also talked recently, too. Why are so many liquor stores still advertising that cold beer is a selling point for them? Yeah. What percentage of liquor stores don't have some kind of freezer? Oh, somebody's going to write in, right? Uh, Costco. Yeah, well, then don't buy your beer there. Buy it at one of the dozens of stores you can see from the Costco that sells cold beer. Yeah, it's not that interesting of a selling point. Oh, anyway, I'm Garner Andrews. <laughs> That's Bryce Kelly over there. We are 
the lawn chair profits. Today, we're going to talk some hockey. We live in a hub city, Bryce. We do. Uh, so we got 12 NHL teams currently in the city here with us, breathing the same air. Oh. So I called up uh, my buddy. Some might say best friend. Yeah. Uh, Elliot Friedman, Sportsnet Insider. And we're going to talk to him and by we, you? Yeah, talk to him about just life in the bubble. What's going on in that bubble? Does he refer? Does he call you by your first name? Of course he does. We're God, best I love friends. That. Definitely I love didn't talk that. on the phone once. Oh. <laughs> So we got Elliot Friedman coming up. Uh, also, something that every grown man, you know what? I'll just say every grown adult needs to stop doing immediately. But first, haven't you ever heard of eating at a table? Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly are the Lawn Chair Profits. Two guys just watching the world go by. So this topic started, I went on a road trip. Actually, we were on my way on our way to my mother-in-law's house for a room temperature beer. Perfect. And it's about a six and a half hour drive from where we're sitting right now. And uh, I had just freshly detailed my car. It looked brand new inside. Spectacular. You do it yourself or did you pay someone to do it? I did that myself, Bryce. Okay. So you <sighs> put some elbow grease into it? Yeah. And it looked good. And you know how your vehicle, it just runs better when it's clean inside? Mm-hmm. It just feels like suddenly you're like, I don't need to trade this thing in. This thing's still got tons of life left in it. Yeah, you get five to ten more horsepower out of it. Uh-huh. So anyway, she gets into the beginning of the road trip. I'm in there already revving the engine in the driveway. I just want to get going because that room temperature beer is waiting for me at the other end. <laughs> and she gets into my car with a bag of sunflower seeds. and uh, Sunflower seeds? Yeah. And I just looked at her. I didn't really say much. I, well, all I said was, really, in, in here. <laughs> sunflower seeds in a car because that there's a that's a messy food and she always she's not the type that's just gonna spit shells into a cup or whatever i hate sunflower seeds i don't eat them but she's very she's very dainty about it she'll put them in a napkin or something while she's eating them but inevitably some of them go over the fence and they get stuck in the carpet or between the seats and that they get away on you it's like I don't know. It's like 25 toddlers. You're going to lose a couple of them, you know, if you're in charge. (laughs) If all of a sudden. Yeah, it's called breakage. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to lose some. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I felt bad. So she just tossed them into the backseat. Never did open them. So I, my car was clean for about another two and a half hours until we decided we'd stop in this one town along the way. And she's like, oh, I could go for tacos. So we have to go out of our way to get to a taco time, mm. you know, that Mexican restaurant. Okay. That fine, fine Mexican restaurant, taco yeah. time. Authentic Mexican cuisine. Who, you know what, if you want to spend money advertising on this podcast, taco time, feel free to do so. So I go out of my way to get to a taco time in this city, town, whatever it is. She goes inside. She buys one hard taco. That was it. Wow, just one. One. She didn't get it as a combo. She didn't get a drink. She didn't get two hard tacos and some Mexi fries. No, she got one hard taco. She gets back in my car again. We're driving away. She unwraps this thing. The shell's already broken for some reason. It's like they pounded on it before they put it in the bag. She takes one bite. Plute. (laughs) Everything goes flying out of it and lands in that door pocket thing in my freshly detailed vehicle. 
Oh, a taco. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a car-friendly food either. No, it really is not. And then it just started to occur to me, some people just treat their vehicles like a dining room. Some people have never heard of a table or a chair, I assume. <laughs> people just eat in weird places. I am strictly, I can't eat while I'm driving. Like, I love a burger. I love a, a Burger King Whopper. But you can't eat one of those behind the wheel. The only burger you can eat behind the wheel is a, a McDonald's Quarter Pounder because there's no lettuce in there. Nothing slides around. It's a simple burger to oh, eat while you're driving. Interesting. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, I can't. I have to sit at a table. I have to be sitting in a chair in order to eat a meal. I can't be that guy that walks around and eats. Oh, I can eat while driving a little bit. I've been successful with teen burgers. That could be a messy burger, though. It's a little messy if you're unskilled, of which I am very. You just have to palm it like Michael Jordan on a basketball. You can palm that thing. You have to go all the way around and have pressure on all sides to keep it clean. I have, it's not easy. I have dainty hands. I have office hands. <laughs> yeah, you don't have calluses on those hands. You no. don't have burger-eating hands. Uh, a Whopper, Whopper's a little bigger, so that's a little tougher. Uh, <laughs> I've tried Big Mac before. It does have a little too much loose lettuce in it. Yeah. Have I, you ever tried to eat a... Uh, like a Subway sub? I was just going to say the worst experience I ever had. I was driving through, it was Oregon or Washington State, and I got a sub and ate that while driving down the road. That was a failed experiment. Oh, That one didn't go my way. Sometimes there was a time, every now and again, I'll go get a Subway sub. And for some, and I am not vegetarian. I am not, I'm the exact opposite of that. But for some reason, I find a vegetable sub from Subway very refreshing. Just straight up vegetables. Never done that. It's pretty good. But man, I tried to eat that when I was driving. That was a mistake mm -hmm. because you got all the slippery stuff in there <laughs> and none of the roast beef or the turkey that really is, it's sort of like the grip. It's the, it's like the stuff you put on top of a skateboard deck to keep your shoes from sliding off. That's what the turkey or the roast beef in the sub does. Yeah. It's the pine tar. Yes, of the sandwich. Of the sandwich. So. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, the taco, though, nah, you're just begging for trouble. She wasn't even driving, but still, even if I was a passenger, I would not eat a hard taco in somebody else's car. Also, people over the age of 12 should not be eating hard tacos. Ooh, <laughs> hot take. <laughs> that's my hot take. Man, I enjoy a hard taco. Go soft or bust. Uh, hello? Yeah, talking about... Uh, Stupid things to eat while you're driving. I learned my lesson a while ago when I uh, we're going on holiday to BC and we bought our kids went to McDonald's and bought some pancakes with syrup. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that. Was, it took about three seconds to realize, boy, that was a bonehead move. Yeah, even as an adult, when you 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 think you're just being meticulous with the syrup and everything, you still get syrup on your hands when you're eating at a table. You can't help it. And then you got syrup everywhere on the car and the seat. And yeah, the, you got maps yeah. stuck to your fingertips. <laughs> uh, okay. Hey, what's your name? Hey, it's Dave. Dave, do you eat sunflower seeds in your car? Never, ever. No. Never. No. My car no. gets dirty, too. I don't want to sound like I'm one of those people that the minute you get out of my car, I wipe it all down. I'm not like that at all, but... There's just certain things I don't want to see in my car. Sunflowers, tacos, roasted chicken. Yeah, well, uh, you know, like sometimes you'll try uh, the hamburgers with the loose lettuce. Oh, yeah. And the lettuce falls. Or the little, the, the minuscule piece of onion. 
and that falls down between the console and the seat, and now that's gone forever, except when it starts to sink. The best fast food burger out there is the Burger King Whopper, but it's also the worst fast food burger to try and eat while you're driving. That's right. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of vegetables going everywhere, man. Yeah. <laughs> right on. You have a good day. Thanks for phoning. You too, buddy. Take Bye. care. Pancakes in the car. Like, don't you, like, even for a moment, pancakes, you don't just eat a pancake. The thing that makes the pancake good is all the sticky stuff you put on top of it, all the messy stuff. Yeah, the butter, the syrup. Yeah. All maybe that it's stuff. the, what's that, cool whip? I don't know. Oh, Do you put yeah. that on pancakes or is that a waffle thing? Ah, they can go on pancakes. No, yeah. that's true. And you, if, once you start rolling it up into some kind of weird yeah. taquito looking thing, that's not how you eat a pancake. <laughs> a pancake cigar? Yeah. Look at me. I'm smoking a <laughs> pancake cigar. Uh, okay. Can we grab another one here? Hi. Sure. I wanted to tell you about uh, just one of the times that uh, my partner and I were the closest to kind of <laughs> splitting up was. Uh, when she would feed our four-year-old in the bathtub. Uh, no, no hang bed. on. He, so, she would feed your four-year-old in the bathtub? Yeah, like he'd want a nighttime snack or whatever, and then uh, would come a bowl of cereal or like a sandwich. And <laughs> usually I follow her lead. Like she is wonderful. She's a wonderful mom. Uh, but those were some times where I was like, I don't know about this. And <laughs> Yeah, I don't know that uh, eating in the tub is a is a good habit to get into when no, you're four. No, I don't think so either. No. <laughs> so, just made me think of that. I guess the upside is, is easy cleanup. Yes, well, you would think so, but the drain does uh, doesn't oh, get it all down. <laughs> yeah, when you got to pull a, you know part of a hot dog out of the bathtub drain. Exactly. Oh, oh man, is there anything worse than putting your hand, like in a bathtub, I guess, where there's cut up wieners in it. <laughs> in the, I can't put my hand in dish water that I can't see the bottom of. Because you touch a piece of lettuce at the bottom of the sink or something. Oh my God, I get the heebie-jeebies just thinking about that. That's a weird one to explain to a plumber too. I mean, I'm sure they pull lots of hair out of drains, but once you start pulling hot dogs out of the drains, oh. then you have some explaining to do. Yeah. That's a little strange. Are you any good at just eating at a coffee table? Oh, yeah. No, I almost eat exclusively at coffee tables. Oh, my God. I bet you you and your girlfriend do. Do you even mm. talk? No, never. Do you guys ever sit at the table? No, I have a... Oh, I, hang I, on a second. You have a live-edge table. Right? I have a live-edge dining table. Uh-huh. Quite handsome. When was the last time you sat there? I think in the year plus it's been in my house, I've eaten at it twice. That's it? Yeah. Why? What was going on? Did you have guests? Yeah. Oh. There'd be someone over... <laughs> But you and your girlfriend, you never just sit down together and take a meal? No. And we should because coffee tables are not ideal when you have a dog. Oh, no. Because you're right at snout height. And also, you're sitting side by side. You can't really make eye contact with her. No. It's kind of like eating at the bar, in a bar. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It's Which is fine if you're a troubled loner Mm -hmm. and you're there by yourself. Once you're there with your sweetie. It does get a little hard for conversation. Thankfully, that's where the TV takes over, and I don't have to say anything. Does all the heavy lifting. Yeah. You have questions. The Lawn Chair Profits have answers. So it's summertime, Bryce. The living's easy. Sure is. That's a phrase that I coined. You just wrote that right now. Mm -hmm. Summertime and the living's easy. Yep. I wrote that. No one else did. Uh Uh-huh. Don't Google it. You should have something there about... uh, 
representing the LBC. I do represent the LBC. Do you? I've never been to Long Beach, but I feel like I represent them well. Oh. Uh, you know what? Shopping for summer clothes right now, too. Like the, I needed short pants in the worst way. So I went out shopping last week trying to find some summer clothes, some summer attire. And because of what's going on in the world right now, and I sort of understand, but at the same time, I don't understand. I went to this place and I had, I don't know, three or four pairs of shorts and three shirts. So maybe let's just say I had eight items. And I go back to the change room and the guy's like, uh, could only try on three items. And then I said, oh, okay, well, just take these and I'll come back out in a minute and I'll get those when I'm done with these. And he's like, no, three items a day. <laughs> wow. Okay. The changing room police. And I, and I know it's not him making these rules, but I just said, so why is that? And he said, well, because uh, if I let you try on a bunch of stuff, then we have to quarantine that clothes, those clothing pieces for three or four days or something like that. And then I'm like, well, if I take them out of the store and they go to my house, you're going to have to do it anyway. You're going to have to quarantine them. Um, plus, aren't you more sort of supervising the clothes when they're here in the store as opposed to where I may be taking them? Who knows? Maybe I would take them to a hospital that's been hit with a COVID outbreak Gee. and try them on there. Yeah, as one would. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little strange that you could take your clothes home and then just return them if you don't like them. Yeah, yeah. that makes no sense. The rules are just, I, I agree with so many of the rules, but at the same time, some of the rules don't make any sense. And I got to stop challenging people on them. Yeah, because most often, he probably didn't write that rule. Oh, I know he didn't. He, he works for a big box retail chain. Yeah, he I'm just pretty has to sure he's not writing the safety manual. Yeah, I guess it makes some kind of sense to not have people try on a million clothes. Yeah. Uh, let me grab this. Hi. I got a story about trying on clothes. Okay, sure. I'd love to hear it. So I worked at a store when I was 16. I'm not going to say the name, but I uh, worked at a store when I was 16, and uh, a pregnant lady came in to um, try on some clothes. And uh, she ended up having an accident in our change room and having to use the clothes to uh, clean herself up. Oh, boy. And that's yeah. when the show veered into oncoming traffic. Uh, <laughs> it was an embarrassing moment for all of us there. Like, it was just something no one was really expecting to happen. And <laughs> yeah. Now, is it one of those things where you make her buy all the clothes? Oh, no, 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 no. We we took them back and we uh, we sent them uh, we sent them away. Mm, sent them to a clothing farm upstate. Oof. <laughs> I feel bad for that woman. No kidding. Can you imagine coming out of that change room and having to explain what just went on in there and what you needed to do with those clothes? That's a conversation no one wants to give or be on the receiving end of. Uh, I hate changing rooms. Me too. Even at the best of times. Even when we were walking around freeze birds. Oh yeah, I still well, you hated could, changing rooms. Yeah, you could try on whatever you want. You could take 3,500 items back there. Yeah. Try the entire store on. One, I don't like changing in a coffin-sized room. Yeah. And most of the time, it just makes you feel bad. I know somebody who works in retail, and she was saying, you would be so grossed out by what goes on in the change rooms. Probably best not to think of that. Ew. Anyway, where were we going? Well, we were talking about summer. We were, like, I've been spending a lot of time uh, 
On boats, Bryce. I've been spending, <laughs> I spent a lot of time on boats. I've spent zero time on boats. Uh, and around open bodies of water. And it just occurred to me because I saw this again recently. I saw a grown man jump into a swimming pool, but he grabbed his nose. He plugged his nose first before he jumped in. Oh, that's fine up until you're about the age of eight. I'll give you nine. But anything beyond that, it's pathetic and sad. I never understood the plugging of the nose. So water doesn't go up there. It doesn't just shoot up there. You've never got water up your nose? Not from jumping into like a pool. Oh, well, no, but you've got water up your oh, nose. Oh, sure. Like when you try and do like a handstand and yes. then that goes sideways on you. It's unpleasant. But just doing a cannonball, I don't get water up my nose. But yeah, you're 42 years old. There's probably bigger, there's probably worse things in your life that have happened to you already than water shooting up your nose. <laughs> I don't know, divorce, the death of a parent, you know, those kinds of things. But yet to still be the guy plugging your nose. And the worst thing is when you see the guy and he's got, he bought himself that nose plug thing, you know, that little. Oh yeah. The little clip. Why does it have to be flesh colored? That just bothers me so much. Cause you catch a glimpse of it and you're like, what the hell is that? You immediately think, does he have a wart or what? <laughs> does he, does that guy have leprosy? You know, like you wonder what is that? Yeah. They're trying to hide their shame, but it doesn't work. No, make it orange, yellow, green, or blue. I know what it is. Everybody knows what it is. Just if you have to be a nose plugger, be a nose plugger. Don't try and hide it. Yeah. I think you're right. When you are past a certain age, plugging your nose to jump into water, it is just shameful. Although it would be funny to see a guy like covered in tattoos, big rippling muscles, and then yeah. he jumps into the water plugging his nose. Whee! <laughs> uh, hey, Joel. Hey. Um, so just regarding plugging your nose or not plugging your nose when you're about to jump into any body of water. Yeah. So I was, I'm completely on board with, I mean, not doing it all the time. However, when I was in Jamaica um, at this place called Rick's Cafe, you can uh, cliff jump there, and there's a couple pretty high platforms. And uh, so I didn't plug my nose, and uh, I jumped off one of the higher ones, and uh, that was that. About half an hour later, we were sitting at the restaurant uh, eating supper with another couple, and uh, I'm not even kidding you, about a liter of water just came rushing out of my nose um, and all over the table, and I was just like, what the F was that? So, plugging uh, your nose should be subjective to uh, to what you're jumping into. So that much water can fit in your nose? Well, I, I guess. I mean, take a liter with a grain of salt, but it sure felt like it was. Yeah, like a I know. <laughs> but, okay, it's like oh, I was in Kelowna one summer and I got water in my ear, and uh, I had to go to the doctor while I was there because I couldn't hear and it was freaking me out. So I walked. I went into those one medical clinics, the walk-in ones. Yeah. And he put this teapot type thing in my ear and he poured water in there. And I don't, good God, it was a lot of water that came back out of my ear. Even the doctor was like, holy cow. <laughs> he just backs out of the door and shuts it behind him. Yeah, he had to yeah. go home and change. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so I guess we could also come up with uh, like earplugs and, uh, and nose plugs other than the ones that they already have uh, yeah. for swimming. And, yeah, uh, and my point, though, like the nose plug, that doesn't need to be skin colored. You're not fooling anybody. 
Oh, absolutely. It's like the skin-colored leggings that some uh, ladies wear. It's like, yes. uh, yeah, you got to triple check because, yeah. Okay, we need to talk about that a little bit, too. I can't imagine a worse way to ruin your evening. Then four ha- liters of water just... Then being the guest, the other people at the table, <laughs> and the guy across from you, all of a sudden all this water comes shooting out of his face. Oh. <laughs> it is amazing how much the human head can hold, though, as far as water. <laughs> I have a gigantic oh. head. Like, I really do. I've talked about that before. I have a massive head. But the uh, the one thing, like when I was just talking to Joel there... The, uh, the time that I had to go get my ear drained, it's like the doctor might as well have just going, like wailing his arms around in circles because he was pretending he was wiping out on all the water <laughs> that came out of my ear. It didn't make me feel good about myself. Uh, and it is like when the doctor is doing something, the last thing you want to hear is the doctor go, huh? oh. never seen that before. Yeah. You don't want to hear gasps. Yeah. And you don't want to hear, what is that? Yeah, you don't want to hear him go, oops. <laughs> like you want to, I don't know what, isn't there, don't they do an entire semester on bedside manner? Yeah, that's what that's called, bedside manner. Yeah. How you talk to people when they're at their most vulnerable. And yeah, going like, oh, that's a first. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Ew! <laughs> the do- Doctors hurling into a trash basket. Yeah, you just hear driving. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. We should talk about that one day. We're going to need a bunch of doctors, and we'll get them together in a one, and just see who can tell. Maybe not the grossest story, but tell a story about something that they were they really had to bring their A game in maintaining. There's probably like, you go spend you spend eight years becoming a doctor, but there's probably still a lot you aren't taught. Oh, yeah. And dealing with something extraordinarily disgusting is probably one of them. Oh, uh, can we grab another call here? Hello? I, uh, I was laughing at the story about you're like, whoa, when the doctor says that. Yeah. Well, then I'm at a breast reduction about, I'm going to say, 15 years ago. And that's what he said to her when she took off her bra. He's like, whoa, you hide those well. The doctor said that? Yes. Ooh. That he was, went from probably like an E cup to a B cup. So they were like massive. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the doctor is witnessing, but don't ever make it sound like it's the first time you've ever seen that. Yeah. It didn't help like the doctor that drained my ear. He started doing this weird like cartoon slip and slide type thing like he was falling down. and. Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> You know that sound cartoon characters make when they run in midair? Mm-hmm. That's the sound he was making. <laughs> or I imagine that was the sound he was making. Oh, man, being a doctor. It's already so difficult having to keep up with all the modern medicines and techniques. And yeah, having to keep your cool when water comes gushing out of someone's ear at an alarming rate. <laughs> Just... <gasps> I don't think there's ever been a worse time to be a doctor, too, because here you are with at least eight years of education after high school, having to argue with some guy that didn't finish grade seven about science. (laughs) That'd be the most challenging thing right now. I don't have a good poker face for that kind of stuff. So that's the only reason I'm not a doctor. That's the only reason? The only reason. 
The Lawn Care Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. But you know what you are good at, Bryce? What's that? Sports talking. Oh, yeah. I can talk sports athletes with the best of them. Yeah. So we were saying earlier in the show, we live in an NHL hub city. See if you can figure it out. There are two of them. Yeah. It's not the East one. <laughs> yeah. It's the one where I drove six hours to Saskatchewan. I don't think you can do that from the Eastern one. No, no, you can't. Uh, but it is kind of neat that there are 12 NHL teams in our city right now. We well, don't get to see them. as of the recording of this. Yeah, there'll be very few in a few days. Yeah. But um, uh, they're all in their own little bubble. They're not walking around the city. They're not at restaurants. They're not out at malls. Well, they refer to it as the NHL bubble, but it's hockey prison. It looks like hockey prison. Like They set up a yard in front of the arena for them to go hang out, and it's fenced off from the public. But there's just, you know, some picnic tables. There's one sad basketball hoop. (laughs) It does look, when the news helicopters fly over top and they, you know, broadcast footage, it looks like inmates just shooting hoops in the yard. That's what it looks like. Yeah. And it's been 30 plus degrees here for the last week or so. And there's Ooh. like no shade in that thing. So it's just a scorching hot yard to play basketball and cornhole, oddly enough. Again, we need to spend some time on coming up with a new name for cornhole. That just sends <laughs> me to a, it's very jarring when I hear somebody, it's a beanbag toss. Beanbag through a hole. No, Let's that's call not it, any better. Beanbag through a hole is way better than cornhole. <laughs> So you got all these NHL superstars, corn, playing cornhole. Yeah, just cornholing it up. Oh, God. (laughs) They're just hanging around Edmonton. Uh, And so it's exciting, but also, you know, some of them are going to be here for two months. Oh, yeah. It's like, how are they going to kill time for two months? One week, two weeks? Yeah, you could get by on that. Two months? That's a long haul. Do you think, oh, let me float this out here. Do you think there's a possibility that a certain team, they will just have had enough of hockey prison and they'll start throwing games just Ooh. so they can go home. Tanking to get out. Get out of hockey jail. Ooh, maybe. I didn't before, but I do now. Yeah, now I've planted the seed. Oh, now that's all I'm going to be looking for. Yeah. But clearly, as experts as we are on the subject, there are people who know a little more. And so I have Elliot Friedman on the phone. He's Sportsnet insider, Elliot Friedman. And... uh Elliot. Hi, Bryce. How are you? Oh, I'm just living the dream, living in the fast <laughs> lane. How about yourself? You're probably busy as all hell right now. Oh, uh, but I'm happy. I missed it. I bet. I don't know who it's more relieving for, Bryce, me or my wife. Finally out of the house? Yes, yes. The first thing I want to talk to you, though, obviously Edmonton being a bubble city, the players are all here. They're settled in. I know a lot of people here in the city are just relieved because a lot of these players come to town when it's minus 31, and they've never been here when it's plus 31, so their world must be upside down. Yes, there's definitely a difference. Uh, Edmonton in the summer is very different than Edmonton in the winter. And also, don't forget that, Bryce, at the end of the day, the hockey takes over. And as long as the teams, the later, the longer the teams are there, the more they'll be talking about hockey and the games will be getting more important. And, you know, it's not going to be about what you're doing. It's going to be about preparing for big games. So it's not like they've got a lot of time to sit around and enjoy the scenery and things like that. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Although they have gone... Uh, quite a ways in making it comfortable for the players. We've seen mm-hmm. a lot of the images and stuff and a lot of the behind-the-scenes video Sportsnet has of 
life in the bubble and you know the setup they have inside of Rogers Place for the players in the concourse and the setup mm-hmm. they have in front of it and stuff like that. So they have a lot of things going on for the players. It seems uh, as some of them they're going to be here for a long time potentially. Well, you hope you will because then you have a chance of winning the Stanley Cup, right? Um, you have to make it comfortable, and definitely they will try to do things to entertain guys. I mean, you can't go anywhere. If you go out, there are significant penalties without permission. Um, you know, so you, you have to set up situations where guys can play video games, guys can play basketball, uh, the pickleball's there, just lounges. You know, the first five days you're there, you can only be with your team. Uh, before eventually you can mingle. And I'm not so sure how much guys are going to want to mingle when they're competing against each other later in the playoffs. So you you do have to find things for people that are going to entertain them uh, in their downtime. But I think the other thing that could really help, and they're talking about this, is for the teams that reach the Final Four, the possibility of their immediate families joining them. And that's something else that could really help, uh, you know, everybody enjoy themselves. Wow, you can feel the excitement starting to build, not just within the city, but around the country as this thing gets going. All but one of the Canadian teams are in here, and like you said, everyone kind of has a chance this year because it's so strange and unique, and it's starting to get really exciting. You know what? I, I think that, Bryce, life's been hard. You know, I mean, for a lot of people, it's been a challenge for a lot of different reasons, and this gives us all something to look forward to. No matter who your team is, um, you, you get a chance You can sit down um, in front of your television or your streaming device, whatever it is, yourself, your friends, your family, and we get to talk hockey again. And, you know, one of the things I think that's made life really challenging is not only COVID itself and the impact on business, but we don't have the distractions there of things like sports or movies to take our minds off things. We all need a break. You know, you you can't have this on your mind the whole time without it affecting you in some way. And I think to argue about sports, to cheer for our favorite teams, to hope the teams we hate lose again, we need that. And I'm, I'm so glad it's back for the general mental health of people. Absolutely. And even just, you know, uh, a lot of places have been kicked in the teeth over the last little while, but Alberta's got it a little rough. And a lot of people, you know, they looked at this Edmonton being a hub city as, you know, cool, whatever. Elliot, thank you so much for taking the time today. I only have one more question for you, and it's one that we have to ask. Yeah. How tired are you of talking about that beard of yours? I'm not tired about it at all, Bryce. Um, you know, I, every year, I, um, every year I, I put a beard on during the summer. I, I shave enough during the year. I, I try not to shave during the summer. And every year, my, my bosses gently remind me, you're going to have that gone by the time it starts up, right? And we, we always laugh about it. And this time they, they brought it to me again. And I said to them, you know, why don't we just make people laugh? You know, life's been hard. Let's make people laugh and have something to smile out with. And to their credit, they agreed. And, um, you know, the reaction was pretty funny the other night. And you'll have to tune in tomorrow to see what happens. But, um, you know, all we wanted to do was we talked about, you know, people enjoying life a little bit more. And that's what all it's, what it's all about. And uh, I'm happy I played a small role in that. Yeah, it's a pretty glorious mane you had going on there. <laughs> I, I, in my first TV interview was like 27 years ago. And they asked me how much older I'd look like with a beard. And I said five years because that's how long it would take me to grow one. Well, that thing put more than five years on you. Yeah, I know. I look much older. Normally <laughs> I look young. Now I look old. <laughs> 
Elliot, thank you so much for taking the time. You got a long couple months ahead of you, and then, well, then you got a draft and all that afterwards. So you got a long forever in front of you, uh, but we appreciate you taking the time and talking to us today. My, uh, my pleasure, Bryce. Anytime. Enjoy. Have you seen his beard? Majestic comes to mind. It's insane. He was clean shaven back in March. Yeah, when we were watching hockey, when before all of this happened, he just looked like a normal clean shaven guy. And that beard, if you asked beard experts to sort of date his beard, ooh, that'd be a fun game. They'd probably, <laughs> they'd probably go, ah, oh, God, that's six years. Yeah, he's probably been growing that for decades. That is six long winters of beard. That's four months. That's an impressive amount of beard. Yes. And it, like, it's very shocking when you see him for the first time in a long time. And Yeah, when he popped up on TV during that exhibition game a couple of weeks ago, I didn't even know who it was at first. When you decide to go the beer route, you have to be prepared to answer a lot of questions about it throughout the process. Yeah. He seems quite willing to answer questions about it, which is good. I would get very tired of talking about it. Oh, yeah. That is the only reason I haven't grown a beard like that. The only reason, Bryce? That and I couldn't grow a beard like so that. So the only reason <laughs> you're not a doctor is because you're queasy? Uh, it's because I wouldn't have a good poker face when wouldn't it comes to disgusting po- things. And the only reason you don't have a majestic beard is because... I wouldn't want to talk about it all day. Oh. That okay. and genetics. I just hope that Elliot's beard doesn't become his identity. Oh, beard guys. Beard guys with a beard become... They're like Star Wars guys. Where, oh, Star Wars will be my identity now. Beard will now be my identity. Everything about me will be about my beard. Yeah, and talking about their beard oils and their routines for keeping it soft. I'm going to make a note right now. Don't grow a beard. Okay, good. Thanks for listening to the Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Theme by Garner Andrews. Guests of the Lawn Chair Profits stay in the dumpster behind the building by the rail yard. Classy. (laughs) 